Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's amazing episode with a young man by the name of Jack. Hey, Jack. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for joining me, dude. And next to you is your mum, Sarah. Hey, Sarah. Hi, Toby. Hey, uh, thanks so much for coming on. Today, we're talking about Jack's amazing journey coming from long COVID to getting diagnosed with chronic fatigue syndrome. And basically, as you said before, the dark times in your life where you were basically yeah. in bed 24-7 to now getting well, getting healthy, starting mm -hmm. high school, you're mountain biking, you're playing basketball, you just did your first full day of school the other week. You're amazing, man. How old are you? 13, yeah. Yeah, you're 13. And last year when you were in the program, your mum shared an amazing win of you doing a speech in front of your entire school, which was just so amazing to watch that and see you stand there on stage with confidence and be a really good speaker to them. I think you might be, I don't know what you're going to do. You might, you might even run the country one day, Jack, who knows? <laughs> you guessed it. I, yeah. That's the dream well i honestly think you might because i watched that speech and i was blown away by how well you presented at such a young age especially going through what you've gone through you know like you said the dark days of just suffering and struggling jack this story is going to inspire a lot of people i want to go back to last year before you joined our program what was going on like before you got sick what were you like were you just like an energizer bunny Oh yeah, I was bouncing off the walls on the weekends. I would go out for full days, mountain bike, hang out with my friends, surf, go to the shops. Like I just spent the entire day outside being active and then COVID came along. So mm. yeah. And you know, I know you're a pretty astute kid, but what was it like back then when you got COVID it kind of lingered on and then you got long COVID and what was it like for those six months where you weren't getting any help? What was that like? It was annoying because we thought it was just a normal cold at first. Like we thought after a week of good rest and eating good food, I'd be back at school, back normal. But then every week I would think I got better. I would go to school and then I would just be half asleep the entire day and I'd have to come home. And then that would repeat itself. And we realized something is off. And then, yeah, we got a diagnosis. Well, eventually it took a while. Yeah. yeah. We just, we thought Jack just kept on getting sick over and over. We didn't know what it was. The doctor mm. didn't know what it was. We had every blood test under the sun just didn't know what was going on just yeah. couldn't seem to shake it couldn't recover yeah those were the start of my dark days <laughs> yes. yeah yeah it's horrible when you have to keep going for blood test a blood test and nothing really coming back sarah as a mum, what was that like was it heartbreaking what was going on in your mind at the time well i think at the beginning you know obviously when he got covid we just thought oh he'd get covid and then would be better you know, that's what you led to believe you'd sick for a few days. And so he didn't ever really get better. Or when he did, as Jack said, he'd kind of go back to school and then he'd just get sick again. So, yeah, it was just really, it was obviously really worrying because we didn't know what it was. Mm. And then I'd started to read a bit more about long COVID and chronic fatigue. I'm like, this kind of feels a bit like chronic fatigue, but I didn't want to think it because I'm like, 
that's bad. That might mean he's in bed for the rest of his life. Like I didn't know even what that meant. So, yeah, it was just the unknown and not knowing how to get an answer at that stage was, yeah, pretty awful. Yeah. Jack, I know as a kid, all you want to do, you just want to go out and do sport. You know, like you just want to ride your bike until dark. You just want to be out doing stuff. What was it like when, you know, at the very start till just before you joined the program, were you just over it? Like going from doctor to doctor? Every time we said we were going to a doctor, I knew that we probably wouldn't find anything Mm. since every doctor that we had gone to, we've never been able to find anything. And well, I I just didn't like it because I had an unknown disease. I was tired all the time and I missed so much school. Hated that. Made me realize how much I actually enjoy school. So, yeah, I didn't like it. What was it like? You know, I know you're a real social guy, liked by a lot of people. What was it like not being able to hang out with your friends as well? Because I know that was a big thing for your mum. She was like, oh, but Jack wants to see his friends, but he's not well. Should he be socializing? You know, what should we do there? Well, I mean, I was really wanting to see my friends, wasn't I? I was, yeah. I really wanted to see them all the time. But over time, that kind of feeling kind of went away since I'd never really been able to see them for a long time. Mm. But, yeah, it does get better. Recently, I've been seeing a lot of my mates. So, As we said, the dark days, it wasn't only physically, it was mentally. I mean, he was so sad and angry and frustrated and severely depressed it was pretty scary yeah yeah i i call it secondary depression and not many people talk about it you know people just on the outside they just think you're depressed you know they just think oh jack's just depressed he's just not motivated and it's like no he's not depressed he's suffering physically right now and he can't do anything right now and so he's suffering mentally and emotionally because of that, which is secondary. You can't see your friends. You can't go crushing it on your mountain bike for 12 hours. You can't go shoot hoops for as long as you like. You know, all these things that you're so good at and then you just can't do them. Of course, you're going to feel miserable. For a while, I, I really just wanted to do it and I really wanted to get back to it. But whenever I felt like I could, I would. And then I would come in crashing back down with low energy, sickness, cough, sore throat, bad nose, sore tummy. I hated it and felt like isolation. I mean, it was isolation, but I felt really isolated from the world. Yeah. God, I'm so glad you're where you're at right now it's amazing it's so 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 good sarah how did you even find this program like it's pretty amazing how quick you guys went through the long COVID journey and then you went to a pediatrician and you got the diagnosis of chronic fatigue syndrome once you got the diagnosis how long did it take for you to find practical proper help it was still a few months so when we got that diagnosis the pediatrician recommended we see another doctor who was dealing with people with long COVID and that doctor put Jack on all these crazy medications, like five severe, massive anti-inflammatory medications. And that was, I think his body collapsed at that point. It stopped functioning. And that was really the lowest point. And I remember that. I mean, I have so much guilt over that, but you trust the doctors. So that was July and that was when it just went it 
plunged into just so much worse. And it was that point. He couldn't get out of bed. He was dizzy, had severe abdominal cramping, all the symptoms, everything. So we did have a good functional doctor who was trying to help us, but he didn't really know much about long COVID, but he was doing his own research for us. So he started teaching us a bit about the deep breathing and some stuff we should change with the diet and just even hydration and so forth. And then we were starting to see a psychologist for Jack's depression. So we kind of were getting bits and pieces, but my husband and I knew that it it wasn't enough. And we sort of knew that there was this puzzle, but we didn't know what all the bits were. And we knew we were doing maybe a couple of bits. And then I think I think I was just Googling like people do. And I must have come across some of your stuff. And it's funny, it was just a gut feel. As soon as I saw you and heard your story and read about other teenagers and other people who seemed so similar to Jack and just the fact it was this holistic approach I was like I just knew it was what we needed so yeah I just kind of had this gut feel that it was going to give us all of the answers that we needed to get Jack and all of us out of the dark hole because we were all in can we go back because you mentioned something pretty important that I think every parent experiences And that's that guilt. And it's crazy because you actually were doing the right things. You know, it's not like you were doing nothing. You were doing anything you could. Can you just take us through that process? Because I know there's families out there right now who feel the same thing. Yeah, I mean, my husband and I talk about it and I try not to feel it, but you don't know what you don't know. And you obviously put trust in the people around you. And even after Jack had COVID and we knew he wasn't better, I should have just pulled him out of school for another month if that was what it took. Again, the power of hindsight, you know, knowing what I know now and the journey we've been through and how we've let Jack rest, if only we'd done that sooner. But, you know, you can't live like that. It is what it is and I think we just have to learn from the experience and we've all learned so much through it. But, Yeah. yeah, I think the flip side of the guilt is I think we know we can overcome so much stuff together that they were really hard times and we got through it and Jack got through it and Pete and I got through it and we (laughs) survived. I feel like we're stronger because of it. Wow. That's amazing. I'm excited to talk about later on, actually, like when Jack started the program and there was a process for you as a mother in that piece and Pete as well, you know, Jack, your dad, because you guys were jumping on coaching calls with the coaches and myself and learning the content too. You know, it took a team effort to really help Jack implement this stuff. And it's not easy at any age, to be honest. It's not easy when you're 10. It's not easy when you're 20. It's not easy when you're 50. You know, it's all hard. But I think it takes something quite unique and special as a young person to have the family really together in this as a team and you know everyone doing their bit when you joined the program so you found us on google which is great i'm so glad you did what happened you know it's always a bit scary when you try something new as well and especially for jack like i know for a fact that when i was going through this and i was a teenager too when i went through it i was done i was sick of seeing another person another doctor another treatment we try at cfs hell to change that experience because we know we're different you know we're not like anything else out in the world But 
what was it like the first day you joined? Because it's like, did you, Jack, did you even want to do this? Or were you like, mom, I'm done? Well, I mean, I knew that if we did this, we'd probably have to stop seeing like hundreds of doctors every week. I also heard your how to help us and some of your solutions. And I thought that, yeah, they were good and we're probably going to get out of this horrible thing now. And yeah, well, I just thought I didn't want to see any doctors anymore. So I also liked how your course sounded. Yeah, cool. Okay, that's cool. Because it's kind of rare. You know, I remember when people used to come into my center and the first session, no one wanted to come, right? Because it's like, oh, is this going to be another appointment? And then they meet us and they meet the team and they go, oh, wow, they're not like anything else we've ever met. You know, these guys totally get it. They're different. They're practical. They're proactive. Sarah, for you as a mom, and obviously Pete's not here, he's probably working right now, but what was it like as a mother and father when you joined the program? Yeah, I mean, I guess we didn't know whether it would work because most of the people in your program are adults and consume the content themselves yes. and obviously work, you know, based on what's going on inside, what resonates and what works. So we were also a bit unsure as to how we would make it work. The fact that it was online and you could consume it whenever and however you could was hugely helpful because, as Jack said, even him going to doctors was well above his baseline. You know, we learned right. about the baseline. And that was the first thing. I was like, well, even going to a doctor is just exhausting him. He doesn't have the capacity for that. So I think what it did was it gave us permission to just let Jack rest. That whole learning around the baseline was amazing. And so Pete and I, we started, both of us, watching all the videos from the beginning and obviously starting to join the calls and stuff. And so we started to have a lights on moments going, okay, right, well, this makes sense. Yeah, this makes sense. Let's try this. And so we would just guide Jack through it because he didn't have the capacity to watch it, any of it. He couldn't do it. I got tired halfway. I think we tried to get Jack to watch the very first intro mindset call and he lasted two minutes and then just couldn't do it. So we consumed the content for him and we spent days and days and days just going through the videos to get that first stage to learn as much as we could and then just start implementing it with Jack, which was great. And then obviously joining the calls and having you interact with Jack was really amazing. And so I think that got Jack engaged and wanting to try it and even writing in the journal and all of that stuff, you know, Jack, I think didn't really understand why, but knew that it was part of it and so gave it yeah. a go. So good. Like that's seriously all it takes. You don't even need to understand why sometimes as long as you're just doing it and let the work do it for you, you'll get the results. And it's, you know, I see that all the time when people actually stop like, but why am I doing this? Just don't even question it. And that's why I think yeah. kids like Jack do so well pretty quickly because they just do it. You know, it's like, oh yeah. Okay, I may as well just do this. And, you know, yeah, Jack, you did join some of the coaching calls. And I remember you jumped on and it was pretty cool because, yeah, a lot of the people were in their 20s or 18, 19, 20 and 30s and 40s and 50s. And so I know a lot of the other members absolutely loved you on the calls because you brought some young energy to the group and you're always having a bit of a chuckle and a laugh. 
what were some of the things that helped initially? Because like at the start, when you joined, you were pretty acute stage in terms of stage one in recovery, where you really needed to restore energy first before we got you going into, you know, easing back into school and movement and things like that. What were the, some of the changes that you made initially? Well, one of the things was I tried to get outside more because actually just being outside gives you energy. It's really weird. I didn't really have the energy to walk outside. So I would just force myself to get up and go sit outside. And I knew that getting back would be easier because I'd have energy from it. And I'd sit down outside and then the energy would just come to me. It's really weird. And it would just happen. And it's, yeah. So the sciencey answer to the, what you're saying is we got you in a good circadian rhythm throughout your entire yeah. day, which was structure and routine. And so, you know, we'd get you up at a set time for breakfast, a set time to go outside, a set time to come inside and refuel and re-energize and get that nutrition into your system. What else helped? Your food and dieting ideas, a lot of them were quite good. Did you guys have cookies on your list for people who aren't in our program we have a whole kind of cookbook basically for breakfast lunch snacks and dinner you know it's really about making sure that you're having really good blood sugar levels to balance your energy system out through the entire day and so every single meal or snack in that is conducive of basically leveling out your blood sugar levels so jack you know especially someone like you who's not going off the bouncing off the walls and having a huge sugar spike and then feeling really crap after one hour and so that would have made a huge difference for you yeah yeah that just going back to that breathing that really helped me it would calm me down and I would feel like I had energy but I wasn't bouncing off the walls with too much energy and overexcited and stuff I would just I would be calm but I knew I had energy and that was really nice those three things are kind of the most important at the start yeah, I mean, I think we just dialed everything back and we didn't, like, up until that time, we'd still been trying to send him to school. Mm. I mean, it's it, like bamboozles me now, but we just took the Not pressure your fault. off. Yeah. And, yeah, I know. And we took meals to him in bed and we fed him every two hours. And, again, like, as Jack said, I went through the cookbook and I just, everything, every two hours on the dot. And that was, I mean, all the advice you give is, is awesome, but every two hours. And that really helped letting him just rest not expecting him to do anything and then obviously the sunshine and the deep breathing like that was for us sort of the checklist every day (laughs) you know it kind of worked also I've got another two things number one is the journal I liked writing in that because in the morning I would wake up and then I think after breakfast I would go upstairs and I was getting changed I would write in it and I think I would write down, I'm grateful for having the pool and like being able to go outside, having clean water, having a nice family that looks after me and uh, a couple other things that I cannot quite remember. Oh, also one of them was, what do you want to do today? That helped me because it helped me find out what I wanted to do today. Exactly. Oh, I remember when we had our first coaching session and you were still pushing and crashing all the time. And, you know, you would try and do basketball for way too long and then you'd feel horrible. And I think I said to you, I said, Jack, you you can't go and play basketball for 30 minutes. And I said, what I want you to do is just shoot the hoops for maybe 10 shots at a time. We lowered it. But what we were aiming for was consistency because that's what you lacked. You just had no consistency at all. 
And so our goal initially for the first kind of, I think it was like three months, was like literally every single day has to be consistent, you know. And for people who don't know what the daily journal is, it's our custom daily planner, which is basically how to have an awesome day and how to reflect on a day as well. So it's like a three minute kind of process in the mornings, which is super easy to do. But also Jack, it gave you something to do. And I think that's so important when you're feeling overwhelmed and lost and you feel like you can't do anything because you're comparing your current life to your old life. You close the gap by picking up that journal and writing in the daily planner because you could then focus on doing the things that you could actually do in that moment, you know? I think one of the hard things, and you said this right at the beginning, was Jack has to find something that gives him joy Mm. every day. And we had no joy. There was no joy in our house. Again, it was just that darkness. And so we actually had to put in a lot of effort into finding things that Jack could do that was within his baseline that would give him joy. So you might want to talk about some of those things. I know. At first, I was like, Ah, oh, I don't like this idea, but then I realized it was a good idea. And the idea was audiobook. And at first I was like, oh, I'm not old enough to listen to an audiobook there for later on. And then I actually started listening to one because I had nothing else to do and I started to enjoy it. And here I am now listening to a, I think like 20 book series or something. It's insane. And this audiobook goes for 54 hours and I've already cruised through like 20 hours of it. And Also, we would sometimes put the audiobook on and do art since I had such a big passion for art. Like throughout year four, year five, and year six, I loved art. And we just put the audiobook on and then we just paint on this like paint by numbers. And then I really enjoyed doing that. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one of the things we talk about in the program is there's two ways to build your progress it's body and brain. So physical capacity you build that over time and then you build your cognitive capacity so you know painting and that's still physical too but hugely cognitively but also you know audiobooks learning retraining your brain into doing these types of things yeah i actually also had a lot of brain fog oh yeah yeah and my brain fog was wild that was one of the reasons why i would have to Actually, one of the reasons why I had to leave a couple of the calls at the start because it just wasn't going in. It was going in my ear, then coming out the other one. I would take in probably half of it and then I would start to feel tired since it took a lot longer for my body to like compute what everyone was saying. And yeah, so I just would have to leave. And listening to audiobooks has kind of, in a way, taught me to have less brain fog. I don't exactly know how, but it has helped. Mm. And every night, my mom, my dad, and my brother, we try to read for 10 to 20 minutes every night. And that has helped fight off brain fog because recently I've been noticing it's a lot easier for me to read for 20 minutes since I've been doing it most nights. We only just started that though. And it's yeah. been again a gradual process. So back when you were really sick, there was no reading. Oh, there was no reading. <laughs> no. So, so you're explaining the three stages perfectly. And you might've forgotten this, Jack, but you know, there's three stages to recovery. There's stage one, which is restore, where you did that. There was those three key areas, nutrition, sleep, circadian rhythm, and restorative breathing, calming your nervous system down. 
Stage two is re-strengthen where you were starting to get outside a bit more, shoot the hoops a little bit and in the pool, but it was very gradual. You know, you were aiming for that consistency. And then stage three is the re-energize stage. And that's where energy creates energy. And that's why when you're reading now, you've built the capacity up over those first two stages that you go, oh, wow, reading's easier or listening's easier or learning's easier. Yeah. I've also actually got another thing. My self-awareness has improved a lot. Like I can truly listen to how my body is feeling. Like sometimes I don't like how my body is feeling and I just kind of ignore it, but I shouldn't do that. But most of the time I listen to it and doing these breathings and these things that, well, I have to kind of listen to my body more like, it wants food, I have to go get it food. And mm. another thing about being more self-aware is you're actually too aware. So I've noticed that when I'm going to school, there's a lot of loud noises and I do not like loud noises anymore. I mean, I used to handle them just fine since I used to be outside and I used to hear lots of noises. But these loud noises like boys at recess and lunch and walking up and down corridors, it's loud. And I just, I don't like loud things and Mm. yeah some people who are listening to this podcast might have that yeah that's right and you're in year seven now as well so it's a totally different thing it's a bigger bigger world out there jay what was the speech that you did though what was that talk about because you did an amazing speech well all boys had to do this and it was about how we enjoyed school and what we liked most about it and just kind of talking about it And I talked about how I wasn't able to do most of year six and I credited the teachers because they helped me a lot and they Mm. gave me a tiny bit of schoolwork. And yeah, it made me realize also how much I'm going to miss school and also how much I had missed school whilst I was at home all the time. Let's talk about that word. Remember that word? So, you know, one of the things that you found really hard is that you used to push yourself way beyond your means and all that energy would come and it was like you were super adrenalized and super hyperactive and your mom actually asked a coaching question in the sprint q a and she said how do we slow jack down like he's doing well but then he just like wants to just do everything all at once what do we do and i gave you a tool and a technique to use which was pick a word a word between you it could be anything. It could be something super random. I think I suggested banana, something like just random. Yeah. yeah. I think I suggested that. I said, get Jack to pick it. You know, he has to pick the word. And that word basically means, okay, I need to slow down a little bit here or I need to calm myself down. What was that word? And then how did that help you? Yeah. So it was one night after we'd had a fire pit. I was about to go to sleep and I was talking with my mum. And we had worked out and I was saying stuff about how my legacy for fire is going well. And yeah, we laughed about that. And then I realized, hey, it should be fire legacy. Legacy. And then we put those two words together and we got fire legacy. And at first it seemed a bit silly, but it's now actually like ingrained in my head that as soon as I hear the words fire legacy, I have to calm down, turn it down, relax, do deep breathing and just sit down and just like unwind calm myself down and it's worked 
hugely and it's helped you be more consistent and build a stronger yeah. immune system and i remember when you went to the beach because your mom actually after a check-in i think it was like a week later or two weeks she's like oh my god thank you so much for that tip we just took jack down the beach do you want to share that sarah <laughs> Yeah, so there's a little beach just down the road. It's super chilled out. No one no goes waves. there. Yeah, it's just a harbour beach that's so really quiet. So one of the first outings we did with Jack was we just drove down there. We could park right next to the beach. He could literally walk straight onto the sand and just play in the sand. And it was like our first family outing out of the house and it was super chilled. But then the first time we did it, Jack would kind of get carried away yeah. and like run into the water and start running around with the dog <laughs> and just wouldn't contain himself. So, yeah, so I asked you that question. So then when we did it again, Jack was getting overexcited and so I yell out at him, Jack, fire legacy. And it so works. he came and sat down, did five deep breaths and it meant when he got home, he didn't go dizzy again. He didn't sort of have a mini crash. And we did that. Like that was, again, the consistency thing. Like we did it for weeks in a row. It worked really well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you need and, a cue. Uh, yeah. Sometimes you just still, need a cue. Yeah. Yeah. And we still use the fire legacy now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, you're someone who actually has a lot of energy, but sometimes it just needs to be contained once it goes from grounded energy which now you know that feeling, which is absolutely amazing, which is called body wisdom. It's knowing what to do, when to do. Yeah, that right? makes sense. Yeah. And so what you've learned through the program, what people learn is it's that body wisdom to know what to do and when to do it. So you can do whatever you want, whenever you want. And as you get into stage three, which is like integrating back into life, which you're doing, you know, like amazing that you went and did a full day of school. And I remember when you started, you weren't doing any of that. We integrated that slowly back into your routine over months and months and months. One of the biggest things that sticks out to me, Jack, is like your consistency. You know, I feel like a lot of people find it really hard to be consistent. What do you think has made you be so consistent? Because I knew that if I stay consistent, it will eventually, after a bit of work, it will improve and it has improved and it is working. So you just got to stay consistent and it works really well. It's quite well. a lot of patience, doesn't it? Oh, a lot of patience. <laughs> it takes a while. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I, and I, I, you yeah. gave him that advice, Toby, on one of the coaching calls. I think we must have had a similar chat and you drummed it into Jack. You're like, consistency, dude, over intensity. <laughs> yeah, consistency over intensity. Because then I said, I think eventually, you know, once you do that, yeah, you're going to start small. But in six months time means you can go and play basketball more or you can go hang out with your friends. You can go yeah. do this and do that. But I bet there was some days where you just like wake up and you're like, oh, I just feel a bit heavy today or I don't want to do this. It happens. It happens, right? But like, I feel like you still stuck to everything. So what do you do in yeah. those days for the people who are like struggling at home and they wake up feeling a bit heavy, they're not feeling as good and they don't do what they know they could do. How did you do it? Is it just a mindset thing where you go, you know what? It doesn't matter if I'm not motivated today. I'm just yeah. still going to do my daily planner and... The majority of it was mindset, but then also if you had been doing the consistency for a while, you would just naturally get up and realize, hey, I actually have to do these things. Mm. And also if you are feeling a bit low, a bit more low energy, there's no reason to get upset. You might've just done something that 
got you a bit tired or made you a bit tired and uh, just do more of the things that you normally consist on. Like, let's say I woke up one morning and the day before I'd hung out with my mates and I might have felt tired. Yesterday, I would have expected that. So let's say, yeah, I woke up one morning and I felt tired after the day I'd had with my friends. I would do more breathings than I normally would. I'd drink more water than I would normally would. I'd eat better food than I normally would. I'll just eat the same but I would make sure I would eat food every two hours and these good practices on a day like that the next day you probably will feel better no guarantee though since you still might feel bad but that's okay do that do what you did yesterday and then it will pay off later on so good man far out you don't want to become a coach one day do you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or yeah. is running Australia more important? <laughs> uh, it's a bit off topic, but at school, I have to have rest breaks and that helps a lot since it makes sure I can get to the end of the day and I would listen to audiobook and I drink hydrolytes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And whilst I'm there, I would sometimes get bored. So I'd pull out my school computer and I would open up this file and I would write down ideas for what I want to do when I become prime minister. And... Well, that actually could have something to do with chronic fatigue since I've kind of realized that, hey, I have lots of time and I want to think about what I want to do in the future. And it's helped a lot. And I've got 25 ideas of what I want to do when I become prime minister, if I do become prime minister. Amazing. So my last question is like, yeah, what's your dream? Is it to be prime minister of Australia? Yeah, I mean having chronic fatigue and long COVID and COVID has kind of given me the motivation and the determination and also the mindset to make sure that I will get to the election process of becoming prime minister. And yeah, that is a dream of mine. I realized that through chronic fatigue and I realized, Hey, I actually want to change the world to make it a better place. And I know I can't change the entire world. So I'll make do with what I have. I I'll just start with one country. That's not a big deal at all. One country. Yeah. <laughs> Jack, you have my vote. And I reckon every single person who's watching this video right now has your vote too. Before, I'll shout you out. <laughs> before we wrap up, Sarah, like you must be so proud of your son and like what he's done because you know, it's not easy to take on kind of serious stuff going through a program and like doing the work. It's not like a walk in the park every day. So like yeah. Well, I mean, it's amazing. We obviously showed him the way, but he had to do it. Exactly. I mean, it was up to Jack. Yes. We couldn't do it for him. Nope. We can help guide him and support him. But at the end of the day, he was the dude doing it. I'm immensely proud. And I think through it, he's learned self-awareness. He's developed so much resilience and, you know, so much about himself. So hard for any person to go through chronic fatigue and he's done it and we're coming out the other side mm. we're recovering and he's on the journey see the light at the end yes. of the tunnel it's amazing yeah, yeah. it's mm. so 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 damn good and it's you know it's only been a short period of time really it's like i think you joined the program seven months ago eight months ago yeah wow. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, you got to keep doing that work, keep putting in the the things that are working and keep expanding on it now. It's amazing. Jack, for people who are in the program or who are, you know, wanting to join the program, 
is there anything like you'd like to share with them, like any wisdom or advice or anything that you'd like to de- depart on them? Well, I mean, most of what I've said before, that is the advice I would give them since that's what has helped me get out of this dark time. Yeah, I mean, I've already said what I think could help most people, but just consistency over, what was it? Intensity. Intensity, yes, that's it. Yeah, that's it, really. I mean, don't I've said, give up. Huh? Don't give up. Yeah, that's don't give up. Thing. Exactly. And Sarah, what about you? Like, as a parent, any advice for mothers and fathers out there? Yeah, I think patience, like letting go of expectations. You know, I realized going through the process, my own perfectionistic tendencies, and you know, you would talk about it, and I saw it in myself trying to help Jack, like. Every time he'd have a bit of a setback, I take it as a failure. And so I've had to deal with that. So I think, you know, Lower your expectations. everyone in the process, I think that's been a big learning. Be patient and just, yeah, let go of those expectations about where you think you should be by a certain time. Because, you know, if I'd planned this, I would have thought we'd be so much further ahead, but you can't. And we're just overjoyed for where we are now, mm-hmm. that feels like. I so have something else. Small steps, not big steps, small steps. They are so much more beneficial than these big steps because small steps, you can feel more achieved and it will actually help you feel better and they work better. So like, for example, I went the first couple of weeks at school doing every second day I would stay at school till the end of recess, then I would go home. Then after a couple of weeks of doing that, I did till the end of lunch every second day. And then after that, Mm -hmm. just about a week or two ago, I started doing full days. And those small steps, not these big steps, like every next week, you will be able to move up a day. Even though you might think that that's how you feel and you will feel, it's probably not. But it might, though. Again, no guarantees. But small steps are really beneficial. This card is, is on my desk out of the pile. I have those cards. Yeah, yeah, we sent them to you. Consistency over intensity. You know, these are these quote cards that come when you're going through the program, all these reminders for you. But that's really what you're saying here, you know, is just showing up, showing up, showing up, showing up, doing the yeah, daily. Is- exactly. So important. And Sarah, did you watch the loved ones workshop? Yes. And that was excellent as well, because every day we'd say to Jack, how are you feeling? How are you feeling? And we had no idea that that wasn't the right thing to do. So that was transformational in the way that we talked to Jack and the way we interacted with him, actually. That was very helpful. Yeah, one of the things for people who aren't in our program is that we have a loved ones workshop. And again, there's three stages as a loved one that you'll go through on this journey. And part of it is stop checking in all the time and mentally rehearsing that something's wrong because you're constantly focusing on what's not good, what you don't want and what they don't want either. And you got to have some boundaries there and you've got to have a conversation around that. But the loved ones workshop is just huge. But I remember the stress... And like you said, that perfectionism and that overcompensating basically, which actually puts pressure on the person is actually what's going to make it harder. And so, you know, I I thought you did a really great job once you went through that, you know, you took the pressure off. You put everything in front of Jack that would be helpful for him 
Jack took what he resonated with and what he was willing to do. And then you let go of the rest. It's so simple, but not easy to do. No, it, it wasn't easy. But, you know, as a parent, you do everything you can. Amazing. Guys, thank you so much, Jack. We're voting for you. When are you prime minister? Okay, now this is going to be the bit that seems like a long shot, but I do want to do it. Okay, now this probably isn't going to happen, but if it doesn't happen, I'll do it later on. I want to do it by the time I'm 22. Wow. I know it's quite, quite big. Very big, actually. What I'll do is it's kind of a smart strategy, actually, because, I mean, all of my ideas, they don't wait for me to happen. They'll go by eventually, so I want to jump on them whilst they're there. And I think what my strategy is, is being at the age that I am, the insane age that I am running for prime minister, I'll get attention. Then they'll look at my ideas. Since I'll get a lot of attention, a lot of people might agree with my ideas. And then that's a vote for me. It's quite a long shot, but if not, I will save it for later on and I'll run every election and it's a big dream. I love it. Well, I think at the end of the day, your heart is what matters. And you're saying that you want to make a world a better place. And if, if your intentions are pure, that's all that really matters. So, you know, I think you're going to just do fantastic. And you're the wind beneath my wings, Jack. I'm super proud of you. Super proud of you, Sarah and Pete as well. I know you guys showed up and you really did show up and really go through the program thoroughly and make the most of it. And so, yeah, just so, so happy for you guys as a family. Stoked for you, Jack, to go and chase your dreams and keep on keeping on. Mm, thanks Toby yeah thank you so much for having us on yeah my pleasure thanks for sharing and on behalf of everyone who's going to watch this right now I'm going to say thanks to them because I'm sure they've really appreciated this chat so thanks again guys and we'll speak to you soon okay have a nice day you too (laughs) hey I hope this video was really helpful for you if you haven't already please hit the like button and feel free to leave a comment what was your takeaway your insight from today's video it's really helpful to actually write your learnings down we seem to embed it better and it seems to help us move forwards with life here are three ways we can help you right now whenever you're ready the first way is make sure you add yourself into our free information recovery group on facebook we'll leave a link in the description below it's a really supportive encouraging place there's no negative venting you can ask questions to other people there's something like seven eight thousand people in there right now and i'm sure by the time you're watching this video there's even more so go over there right now we share success stories we share our latest free trainings that come to the public and we always share upcoming information about upgrades inside our program and also when we offer free webinars or free information nights that can further help you with your own recovery the second way we can help you which is one of my favorite is through all our free trainings we're going to leave a link in the description with our favorite free trainings that we know can help you start your recovery whether that's through our baseline training which will help you stop pushing and crashing our three stages of recovery to figure out exactly where you're at and know what to do next or my favorite, which is our guest panel workshop, which was actually exclusive for our members. It was so 
damn good that I actually asked them, can we share this to the public? They all said yes, all five of them. So thank you past members. They share their five recovery secrets and it's really powerful. There's tears, there's aha moments, there's real key insight and inspiration. And so whether you're a one out of 10 and you're really struggling right now, or whether you're further along in your recovery journey and you're integrating back into life, we have you covered. The third way we can help you is through our actual paid online recovery program, the mentorship recovery program. And if you are interested in getting proper help, a holistic comprehensive plan, professional coaching from the best coaches in the world, whether that's with mindset, movement, nutrition, restorative movement, reconditioning, integrating back into life, integrative medicine, baseline, structure, routine, accountability, all things health and life. Feel free to apply for the program today. All you need to do is click on the form, cfshealth.com slash form, fill out the short two to three minute form application and the team will be in touch with all the details that you need to know about the program via email. So make sure you check your spam folder for all the free trainings. If you've sent through an application, please be patient. My team are real people, okay? They're not robots. So if we don't get back to you within seconds or hours, it's okay. <laughs> we will get back to you. If you don't hear from the team within two to three days, that means that it's basically gone to spam or junk and it's gone missing. So please send a follow-up email to the team at info at cfshealth.com. If you have any questions, go check it out. But I would highly recommend adding yourself into the free group right now. Go click on that link in the description. Go download all the free trainings. Honestly, the whole reason why this whole thing started is because when I went through this myself, it was so painful and so excruciating that I didn't want anyone else to have to go through it. And some of these free trainings are so damn valuable. Back then, I would have paid thousands of dollars for. We've had so many comments and emails and posts saying, oh my God, the baseline training was a game changer for me. Toby, I've been doing this now for three months and I'm feeling so much better. My symptoms are decreasing. I've got more stamina. I've got more energy. I'm able to do more things. So, you know, whether you're learning from us and consuming our content through our free format, I'm so stoked. Whether that's in our paid program, I don't really care. Either way, all I want to make sure is that you are moving forwards. You are starting to really implement this work. And that's really what it's all about. Once we implement, we make change and we start to move forwards. Sending you a ton of love. Of course, feel free to consume as much of the YouTube videos as you like. There's so many really, really great ones, new and old. Sending you a ton of love and uh, speak to you very, very soon. All the best for now.